Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the station bringing you every Broncos game. Touchdown, Denver! This is Broncos Country Tonight, presented by Betfred Sports. Never miss a bet with Betfred Sports on KOA. Hi, welcome to the program, Broncos Country Tonight. Ryan Edwards, Benjamin Albright, 303-713-8585 is our phone number. 56690 is our KOA Centura Health text line. Rockies lose the Padres 13-5. to Got another game coming up against San Diego. We're going to have coverage starting at 7 30 first pitch at 8 10 tonight as part of that double header but of course we're going to be talking a lot of broncos here we out of camp earlier today huge program even in this short amount of time we'll explain all that coming up but first hi benjamin hello sir what a day and not really for the reasons i'd like to be breaking down early on of course we're going to start up with tim patrick being out for the season demaria Mm -hmm. crockett also out for the season both with torn acls so, uh, interestingly enough, as you may listen to the podcast later on, we were recording our hour while watching practice mm-hmm. as nothing had happened for the first segment. The second segment, we reacted to Tim Patrick. We didn't know what was going to happen. The second hour, which you'll listen back, has Steve Atwater on it. Mm-hmm. Still didn't know what was going on with Tim Patrick, but we had a, an inkling that he might be out for a while. And then now here we are in the first hour. So it's a little bit of a Benjamin Button kind of deal with the podcast today. So if you listen to this thing, uh, it's going to sound a little weird, but that's just the way we, we do it sometimes. Yeah. If you're wondering why we're going backwards on the, on the information, that is the, yep. the magic of the, the podcast uh, when we only have an hour and a half live. So, so let's go ahead and start with uh, that big breaking news today. What does it mean? What, what is next? We have a poll question that you can vote on right now at our Edwards radio. And it's this, with the reports that Tim Patrick is out for the season, which of these options would be your preference to replace his production? A wide receiver currently on the roster, Odell Beckham, Emmanuel Sanders, of course, former Bronco, or other, and respond. What do you think is winning this poll very quickly? I think Odell Beckham is probably winning the poll. He's not. He, in fact, then he's, it's got to be Emmanuel Sanders. Not. Oh, wow. Okay. They are doubled up. In fact, you add them together, and they don't equal the amount of wide receiver on the current roster, 49% right now, say wide receiver on the current roster. Wow. We have some smart fans because that is the correct answer. That, mm-hmm. is, is, that is what they're going to do anyway. Um, and I feel like it's the correct answer. I feel like if you've got enough youth and you I – mean, we were just talking yesterday, before all this, we were talking about how the Broncos were going to have to make painful cuts, right? We are talking about how the Broncos are going to have to put some of these guys uh, that have shown out. There's not enough bodies. There's not balls to go around. There's, not, there's, there's too many bodies and not enough slots, right? Mm-hmm. We've got four guys fighting for one spot. So if you feel like that and you feel like these down roster guys and it sucks that we're going to have to put on the practice squad, why not give them a shot? Why not give Seth Williams a shot? You know, why, why not give Caden Davis a shot? Why not give Brandon Johnson a shot? These guys have been out there balling out in camp so far. We keep calling their number. Why not give them a shot? Well, they're also going up against second and third team cornerbacks, right? I mean, they're not going up against Pat Sertan and Ronald Darby. But understanding Montreal Washington, who was outstanding today, has been 
working with the first team at times because KJ Hamler hasn't been available. I, I think that the natural progression of this is to say KJ Hamler now is your third wide receiver. Your, your expectations certainly almost immediately go up for Cortland Sutton and for Jerry Judy. You need both those guys to play like top two wide receivers on this team. There's none of this, hey, well, one game it might be a Jerry Judy game, one game it might be a Tim Patrick game. No, 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 we're beyond that now. You need both those guys to be consistently good. There's definitely a Jerry Judy expectation yes. now. Jerry Judy was going to have to start coming into his own this season. Now he has to come into his own. You were drafted in the first round, in the top half of the first round two years ago. It's, it's time. And it's it's time to be time. It's time to be ascendant. You got to go out there and and you know we talk about Tyler Lockett, you know, kind of out there in uh, um, out there in in Seattle. Jerry's not Tyler Lockett, but he's going to have to be. You know what I mean? Like like he doesn't have that elite elite speed, but he's got good enough speed. And he's going to have to be that guy. Cortland Sutton has a connection with Russell Wilson. Montreal Washington has a connection with Russell Wilson. Those two guys that were drafted to be orange and blur, Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler. You're going to have, now's your time to shine because if you don't, there's young pups nipping at your heels waiting to take the job. The question for me comes down to, and this is why I would make the case, I don't think it's realistic, logical, whatever. The way I would make the case for a premium wide receiver mm-hmm. as far as a free agent goes is the just expectation of the team. Like, what are you? Are you a team that thinks you're a contender right now? Mm-hmm. Or are you a team that feels like we could be good this year, but we think we have the requisite depth to compete And we'll see what happens because like, for example, the LA Rams last year, well, they were adding Odell Beckham. They were adding Von Miller. They didn't care about any of the draft picks that they were sending out because as far as they were concerned, we are a contender right now. And, and this is where you're going to probably see some hot takes out there because people will say, well, George Payton's sitting on his hands. If he doesn't, doesn't go get Odell Beckham, or if he doesn't take a big swing at a wide receiver like Will Fuller or T Y Hilton, who of course all have injury either history or current or otherwise and zero familiarity with his offense. So, so there's going to be a lot of hot takes about like, Oh, George Payton doesn't believe in this team. Cause you remember when they traded Von Miller, that's one of the things he came out and said, we are not where the LA Rams are. We're hoping to be there very soon, but we are not that team yet. Yeah. They're not going after one of these guys. That, that is not what's happening. And so I, a lot of, so is that acknowledgement that you're not, you're not that team? No, it's an acknowledgement that, um, that we believe that we're good enough to do what we need to do with what we have, and we're going to give that an opportunity to go first. If that doesn't work, then they may take that swing. But as it sits right now, they're not out there doing that. They're not out there doing that at all. One of the things you do have to consider, and, and I've seen a lot of, hey, the, go get Emmanuel Sanders, go get Odell Beckham, right? And that's why we include him in the poll question. The thing that I think is getting overlooked just a little bit mm-hmm. is their locker room presence. And, I, you know, Odell Beckham, I think some of that gets overblown. I don't know. Up in Cleveland, things were weird, right? I mean, there was a lot of weirdness around there. But Emmanuel Sanders and Cortland Sutton didn't always see eye to eye. And and Mm -hmm. and there has to be an acknowledgement that if you are going to consider that, because I've seen a lot of people say, go get Emmanuel Sanders. This is perfect. He'd be great on here. He's a veteran presence in the wide receiver room. And he he was relatively productive. What you need from a wide receiver, wide wide receiver three or four, Mm -hmm. he was relatively productive last year for the Bills at 35 years old. But this is the thing is what Emmanuel Sanders brings as far as a locker room presence may not jive necessarily with this team. Yeah. I, you know, I, there's not, Cortland's the leader of this wide receiver core and he's the man now. And Emmanuel's going to want to be the man wherever he goes, whether, even though he's not the man anymore, if you know what I mean. Emmanuel's also got some, you know, he's racked up some mileage over the years. And you remember their 
going head to head. Well, I, yeah, well, that's, that's without camp. even getting into that. I mean, they've made public appearances since then, but the reality is, I don't think that that's a you don't you don't do that. You're not going to bring a guy back in who used to be leader around here. You you just don't do that. It's like hiring an old manager to come back and manage. That only works with Michael Scott in the office. That doesn't mm. work in real life, you know. So <laughs> you don't you don't bring the manager back. You know, if, if it didn't work out, they moved on to another thing. You don't bring that same guy back. You really do. Or if you do, it's at well after everyone there has cleared out. So it's a whole new staff and there's no, there's no previous thing. That's what you do. It's just, I mean, it's a real world situation too. Yeah. This is Corlin Sutton's team, at least from the offensive side of the ball, the wide receiver room. It is his team. And, and he leads it like that. So yeah, you'd have to put that into consideration and you'd have to talk to Corlin Sutton. You'd have to uh, understand what you're trying to do here. So again, a lot of the hot takes that are flying around and a lot of the people that are hoping and wishing that the Broncos will make a big swing. Listen, I'm not, I'm not saying I don't think that they should or could. It's saying that I'd like to see, at least while we're in this portion of training camp, that you show a little bit of patience. And that's a very difficult thing when you're a fan. It's a very difficult thing, I, I think, for, for almost anybody out there, especially when you're like, I want it now. I want to know what the future is now. I want to know what we're going to be doing. But this is the deal. You've got, a, you've got a lot of young talent. Give them an opportunity. This is why you built the culture you did. Give them an opportunity to mm. step up into a bigger role. Absolutely. And the, the, the Will Fullers of the world will be there next that's what, week. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, it, it, it doesn't change. And I don't even think that's the direction they're looking. I, I think if, you, if you're there looking at somebody, it's going to be a down roster guy that has familiarity with Hackett. Them look for like Alan Hearns, Dante Moncrief, something like that. That's a more likely scenario if they were to go the free agent route. All right, we'll get more of your reaction. Tim Patrick, Demario Crockett out for the season with torn ACLs. But when we come back at 635, Asang Bassey, we had a chance to catch up with him following today's practice. We'll get to that next at Broncos Country tonight. KOA. Everybody. <laughs> I know exactly why this song is being – because isn't it – isn't Backstreet in town or isn't it – or is it the – yeah, it is tonight. It's tonight. There you go. Yeah, your, uh, your band is in tonight. What do you mean by your band? My band. See, you, you know the lyrics there. What was that, what was that lyric, Ryan? You were singing right there. Who doesn't know uh, Backstreet Boys? Yeah. That's the one with uh, Justin Trousersnake and uh, Joey Fatwin. A-Rod <laughs> hey, and I will be there tonight. That's awesome, man. Uh, celebrating? Yeah. Celebrating, celebrating the, the big news? That's right. Can you tell people? I mean, you you broke this story. We're we're not hurt officially, but you did break this story. I am hurt. Break the story on another show as, as KOA's insider, and we thought we were your favorite show. So you you need to tell our listeners what's going on with you. Well, you guys are my favorite show, but due to some things out of my control in the iHeart world, <laughs> uh, I get to go on every show nowadays. So I just got to talk about it on the first show I was on, which was Mandy's. But I got engaged this past weekend after we seven years from, of dating from my our noble bachelor ranks. <laughs> I'm tired of living the Ben Albright lifestyle. I'm, I'm ready to settle down and get my loafers on like Ryan Edwards. Have you already have you already purchased penny loafers? He actually bought me some already. Sent the them. celebratory just yep. to, is a welcome to the married life. Yep. You got it. You got a checkered shirt from uh, Roundtree in York and some khaki pants. Yeah, I, I won't mean, be going the best vegan. Bruce Springsteen. I, yeah, I won't be going vegan like Ryan, but. Uh, I, I will be joining the loafer gang. Until your wife says you're vegan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing, Touché. The, the, Touché. the thing about being married as, as a man is that you win every argument and she gets exactly what she wants. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's already how it is, so I'm ready for it. I can't believe you're even sitting there still. He just destroyed you, Ben. 
destroyed me? Yeah. He said he wasn't going to be vegan. I don't know how that destroys me. So he said he's, he's leaving the, the Ben Albright life. You're, you're no longer an idol anymore. How does that feel to be in your 40s no longer an idol? I think it's it's apropos that we have Backstreet playing in the background. As, uh, <laughs> we're talking about dudes in their 40s that are no longer people's idols. <laughs> See, Grant, Grant knows symmetry. Well, he, he knew exactly where this was going. Hey, congratulations, Grant. Uh, we're thrilled for you, man. And uh, yeah, Couldn't be happy for you, man. As I've said multiple times, it's literally the best decision I ever made was, was getting married. So, um, Is she listening right now? No, she's 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 out she's taking pretty good. No, okay. I just wanted to make sure because the comments during the break. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just, yeah. So hey, what well, happens off air stays trouble. off air, Ben. You know that. As I try to get him in that's trouble, that's right. He's trying to get me in trouble. Uh, welcome back to the program, Broncos Country tonight. Ryan Edwards, Benjamin Albright. All right, so we're gonna get to Isang Bass here in just a second. I just want to tell you what's coming up on the show. George Stoya is going to join us at seven oh five tonight. Uh, we have Rockies baseball at seven thirty, part of the doubleheader. Okay, uh, if you. If you're a listener of the podcast, we had somebody reach out on the text line asking us, where's Steve Atwater? Well, we did talk to Steve Atwater earlier today. Uh, we actually pre-recorded that interview that you can find shortly after 730. It'll probably be up on the podcast in hour two. And then we also talked to Coach Bob Stitt out here at practice today. So uh, former coach of Colorado School Mines, former coach of Montana. We Texas talked State. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he was great, great interview talking about the offense talking about uh, philosophy. It was fantastic. So those interviews will all be up at broncoscountrytonight.com, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, but some of it, again, because of the shortened program, mm -hmm. will not make air tonight. Right. Yeah, it was great running to coach out there. I just happened to bump into him uh, here watching practice, you know. I uh, miss old. I think he misses uh, the, the coaching bug a little bit, but he's got a good gig going on right now. But uh, it's a I rare... don't get to use the hashtag anymore. Stit happens. <laughs> Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's a rare occasion that somebody runs into you that only knows you from Twitter and likes you. I disagree on that. I Locally, don't. that's probably true. Nationally, that is not true. As you've seen, we, we go to the Senior Bowl or whatever, you see that that's the case. Most people have an opinion about you. Most people, you could just stop it right there. Most people have an opinion about you. <laughs> you know how to get attention. I'll just say that. I That's do. Fine. I do know how to get attention. All right. We had a chance to catch up with Isang Bassi. We're going to hear from Kareem Jackson and Nathaniel Hackett coming up here in just a matter of moments, talking about Tim Patrick and the injury today. We're also going to tell you what we think they're going to do at wide receiver. We we have a maybe a bit of information out there that's not completely uh, – present just yet so we'll get to that coming up at 745 but right now Isang Bassi who we had a chance to catch up with uh, off the practice field following day six started out six days through practice Isang how you feeling out there man feel great feel good happy to be back out there running around playing fast so getting a chance to uh, work with a little bit with the first team out there uh, as the nickel uh, what, what's that communication like what's it like working with those receivers Dar or those uh, cornerbacks Darby and uh, Sertan uh, really good you know it's real fluid out there uh, we're real comfortable with each other uh, second year, Darby and Patrick specifically, but um, just real comfortable out there. A little bit of change over the last couple of years, obviously going out there to the Chargers for a little bit, having the injury, all that kind of stuff. What have you learned through that process and then coming back here to Denver? What, what mindset does that put you in attacking this with a new coaching staff? 
Just be a professional at all times, no matter where I'm at, uh, whether it was when I was in Denver and L.A., just kind of growing up a little bit in my third year. So just continue to be a professional uh, at all times. Yeah, it's, uh, several different coaching styles now in your early portion of your career. What have you taken away from some of those guys? Uh, they all bring different things. Um, I, I personally just trying to be myself, consistent, no matter who's coaching me, um, take different tidbits from each, each guy. But they're all, you know, different personalities, and you kind of just, it's within you, as like I said, as a professional, just be consistent every day. Well, being professional and being consistent, like you've, you've grown up, though, in this game. You know, you've, you've, you've come a long way from being the, the rookie to now you've traveled a little bit, you know, worked through an injury before. What is your mindset now versus what it was as a rookie just, just trying to, you know, get the foot in the door? Yeah, obviously as a rookie, I came in undrafted, so it was all about, you know, chip on your shoulder, you know, prove everybody wrong. Uh, but, you know, I think I've proven now that I can play in this league. Um, uh, I'm around the guys every day. I've learned a lot of things. So now it's just about being consistent for as long as I can because I, obviously I want to play for as long as I can. So, What are some of the challenges? I guess tell everybody the truth. What, how difficult is it to play the nickel out there? Uh, it is really difficult, especially in this defense. You have a lot of things you got to look at, uh, a lot of you know, communication has to go on. You have to be in tune. It's kind of you have to be real fluid with, you know, everybody across the board from your backers to the front to the, to the safeties. So it's really it's real difficult. But um, the more you go through it, the more comfortable you get. And I think I'm pretty comfortable with it now. Is there anything more specifically difficult about this defense than the previous defenses you played in? Uh, I wouldn't say anything too too much more difficult. I think it's just uh, sometimes you, as opposed to you have to look at things, just different points of view kind of thing. Um, I wouldn't say it's more difficult, just, you know, kind of change your perspective of things. Are there any former teammates, current teammates, people you've tried to model your game after? Because you've, you've been on the field with some really good nickel corners and just great cornerbacks in general. Yeah, definitely. I've been around a lot of good DBs. Obviously, Bryce uh, is top nickel in the league. I was, you know, behind him for a couple of years. Um, K1 now, he, he's been a top nickel in the league. Uh, Obviously, you got great guys like Dar, Pat, Justin's been, you know, behind. So it's just a lot of guys to work with and learn things from. What do you, what is specifically about their game that, that you take away when you're, when you're watching them on film or when you get, pick their brain, those kind of things? Yeah, I think uh, they're, they're all calm. Everybody's calm, you know. Uh, being calm is, is, you know, proves that you know what you're doing. You're allowed to play fast. You're allowed to react to things. So I think being calm and, and being confident in, in your play is something I picked up from all those guys. Every receiver presents different challenges out there, but what, who have you noticed out there? Who's jumping out at you among the, uh, the receivers you're having to defend out there? Uh, I think Court, Court's been really playing hard uh, the, these first couple of days of camp. Tim, obviously, he went down today, but he, he's been uh, always been a tough, tough cover because, you know, he runs all his routes hard, the same. He's real consistent. Jerry, obviously, we all know what Jerry is. Uh, his change of direction is insane. His agility is insane. Uh, so all those guys are real quick, real – Real, real hard, and you have to be on your P's and Q's when you're covering them. Yeah, that, that play today, I know that was uh, you on coverage with uh, Tim, uh, sort of a tough thing. Um, I, I don't know from your vantage kind of what it, what it happened, but, um, boy, you're right. Tim Patrick does bring uh, a level to this team that you guys need. Definitely, definitely. He's a, he's a big part of our team, you know. Uh, you know, praying for him, praying for all the best for him. Uh, I'm not too sure what, what it is with him, but, um, you know, it was a competitive rep, and, yeah. It is just, you know, one of those things that happens in fall camp. You know, injuries happen. It's nature of the game. But how tough is it to get up for that next rep after one of your brothers goes down? You know I mean? How, how tough is it to, like, get that mindset back? Yeah, no, I, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of beating myself up about it because you, you start thinking of, you know, what if I just broke it up or what if, you know. But you can't really think like that. It's football. Uh, things happen. It was a competitive rep. And, um, you know, like I said, just praying he's all right.
Last couple here for you. Um, so, again, you got your process of, of being here. When you first started, you go out to L.A., you come back here. Um, what's changed since you've been now that you're back with the Broncos? Coaching staff, players, is there, is there an energy that's a little bit different for you that you've noticed? Yeah, definitely I'll say the coaching staff brings a lot of energy in the building. Every, every day guys are, you know, bouncing around uh, a little bit more. Uh, obviously we got Russell coming in. So just a lot of new, new pieces, new additions, things to be excited for coming up in the year. Have you learned more trash-talking techniques from Kareem Jackson? <laughs> yeah, no, I've always, I think as a DB, you're naturally a trash-talker. Me personally, I've always kind of been a trash-talker. But when you got K-Jack, uh, you know, doing it, leading the way, it kind of makes it easier for me to come out. And, you know, I think my personality is starting to show a lot more coming out and talking to the, to the guys on the offense and, you know, just having fun out there. You think, do you think trash-talk really makes a big, big difference out there? For some guys, it may not. For some, I don't know. For me, it just makes me more locked in and, and makes it more fun, the game more fun. So I think it, it's big for me. Love it. Thank you, Zing. Appreciate it, man. All right, good, good conversation there with Isang Bassey. Interview will be up at broncoscountrytonight.com. We'll react to that. Plus hear from Kareem Jackson, who does talk a lot of trash. Coming up next, but first, a quick check of traffic with Katie Mitchell. <laughs> the theme. George Stoy is joining us at 705. I'm sure he's a big Backstreet Boys fan. He seems like a guy that would be into that. Feels like that's his generation. That might be too old for him. Actually, you know what? That's a great point. It probably is. I tell you what, I'll, t- I'll tell you a story here. Oh, time no. to get to this? Sure, sure. It's your show. Go for it. I've been to a Backstreet Boys show. Oh, yeah? Did you, did you, did you put the hair, hair gel in? And- no, no, no. This is back before they were taken off. Oh. Um, right before. You knew them before they were big. Don't do that. No, I mean, this is... Don't be that guy. When you understand, when you hear the whole story, you understand. Okay, okay. Um, the venue, we'll, we'll give it away. It's right before their first single, like, like hit. I didn't know these guys. We, they just, we, we saw that there was uh, this concert, free concert coming. So we're like, all right. Now, this free concert, mind you, is in the parking lot of the North Little Rock, Arkansas Walmart. Oh, I thought it was going to be like the coffee house or something. No, 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 no. This was like in a, in a Walmart parking lot. That was okay. the first. That, yeah, I saw the Backstreet Boys perform live in a Walmart parking lot right before the, uh, was that song, Quit Quit Breaking Games With My Heart or whatever that is. Like that yeah, one. their very first one. Yeah, that one. Right before that one, right before that single came out. And I was like, oh, no. This is going to be insanely popular, and I hate everything about it. That, that's that's. But now what you're a man in your 40s, and you can appreciate the finer qualities of a, boy, of a good boy band, right? No, no. No, sir. <laughs> I haven't listened to a boy band since Robbie Williams left Take That. All right. Wow. How are those kids doing on your lawn, by the way? They, they, have they gotten off there, or are they still hanging out? No, they, they, they've gotten off the lawn. Okay. You yelled at them. I did. For a solid hour. Finger wag, too. It was, it, was a, it was a crooked finger, kind of a shame, kind of pointed at them. Shame. Yep. Yeah, Backstreet Boys tonight. Anthony Rodriguez, Grant Smith, who uh, worked with us here on the show, are going to be at the concert. So hopefully everybody's having a safe trip down. Uh, Where is it at tonight, Grant? Fiddler's Green. Far cry from a Walmart parking lot. (laughs) Yes, I agree. I I was going to make a a crass joke, but I'm not going to. Yes, Fiddler's Green is much better than a Walmart parking lot. Okay, so... Uh, he's saying Bassey, well, good stuff there. I, I liked uh, his point about the trash talking was really fun at the end. Uh, of course, his answer and what a lot of people talked about today was what's going to happen in the moments following Tim Patrick's injury. And so I wanted to play Nathaniel Hackett and, and uh, Kareem Jackson on how they saw it all break down. So first of all, let's go to Nathaniel Hackett, okay? And this is Nathaniel Hackett talking about how he initially – 
had said, hey, we're going to go Riverside, right? You just you just bring everybody out to the other end of the field and you just keep running practice. But the players were just not having it. So here's Nathaniel Hackett. I did. It was funny. Like my, you know, my initial reaction was, hey, flip the drill, get it going. And then I threw my thing away. I was like, I'm going over there. And then, uh, uh, but no, I think it's awesome. I mean, it just shows, you know, any, I mean, anytime anybody out here, you know, you want to see that support. And, you know, Tim's a guy that is very well respected um, across this, uh, this team and this league. And, you know, we're, we're going to hope, hope for the best. Yeah, and he's saying Bassey, by the way, was in coverage on the Tim Patrick catch. We, we watched it all go down. Uh, he, made, he made a terrific catch on uh, right over East saying Bassey took a, a one step, maybe two, and then just went down in a heap. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and that was what Bassey's response in the uh, the interview in the last segment. He was talking about us being the defender on the play. It, he did. It just it right down, and and you could tell right away. You know, it was the the right knee. You could tell right away it was bad. Um, and it just, yeah, it, it's just we, we all feel for Tim. Here's Kareem Jackson on that moment in practice as well ton of respect I think it kind of showed with all the guys you know kind of huddling around them you know um like I said usually coaches usually flip it around and you keep going I think um him going down I think that's the longest I've ever seen you know a a practice you know be held you know just for guys to kind of show you know uh, their support you know um I mean Tim is is a big part of this team big part of our offense um I mean I tell him all the time you know he's the heart and soul of that of that that group, that were that receiver room, but um, I mean it's, it's it's definitely tough, you know. I mean we'll try to rally behind them as much as we can, show as much support as we can, and you know hope for the best. And as Kareem Jackson pointed out, there it's likely the biggest hit to the wide receiver room mm-hmm. is Tim's heart that he yeah. brings to that group. Yeah, I mean he's the he is the quintessential guy. I made it with hard work. You can make it too. Mm-hmm. And he was always the guy preaching hard work, wanting the rest. You remember when the Niners came out here at practice, and the Niners were the team that had cut Tim Patrick. And man, it was a joint practice. It was a rough one, man. Dudes were getting dudes were getting hit out there, and the receiving core was kind of—I won't say they were soft, but it felt because I, I hate saying stuff like that. But it felt like they didn't want any part of the DBs that were hitting out there for the Niners. And Tim Patrick was out there wanting more, bringing it to him. He putting it to him, yep. right? He wanted the Niners to re- remember, remember forever the day they cut Tim Patrick. <laughs> and so, you know, I—it's—he I, is—he has a lot of the heart and soul. You know, Cortland Sutton is 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 leader, I think, of that room. He's the brains of that room, but, but Tim Patrick was its heart. All right, we didn't get to the name that you mentioned in our video that we have up right now at KOA Colorado on Twitter. So we'll get to that when we come back. Also, George Stoya from the Gazette is going to join us. That's all coming up next to 7.05. Ryan Edwards, Benjamin Albright, Broncos Country tonight on KOA. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.